0: Two point eight to 10 pm Flipping conventional wisdom on its head Songezomapepe on SAFM CEO of the National Arts Festival The first ever that went virtual Can you imagine an arts festival on virtual platforms? The Experience Now with Ms. Monica Newton Monica, good evening, thank you so much for your time
1: Good evening and thank you so much for inviting me And good evening to your listeners
0: the times certainly have changed. Never did we ever think we would be watching and engaging the National Arts Festival on Zoom. How could you possibly have tried to make it work? Because these were clearly very difficult times with very short notice, might one add.
1: Absolutely. And and what we managed to achieve as a partnership between the incredible Festival team and of course our amazing artistic community will be one for the history books. Our first ever completely online national arts festival, and it has been an experience. Um, we've we've made some amazing strides. I think there are definitely things looking back that we would have done differently, but overall, uh, there's amazing work to see, and there's still work until the 31st of July. We have a V Fringe platform which is very vibrant, which is allowing independent work to be loaded and to, to be seen by audiences all over the world. So, yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting times for the festival and no doubt difficult and interesting times for the arts.
0: The arts... Within the festival is one aspect. The social engagements and everything that happens in between shows in the streets of Makana, now formerly Grahamstown, all forms part of the festival. The road trips associated with that and the lifelong friendships that people develop and establish from meeting even in the most random spaces and at times in and around Grahamstown for that two to three weeks makes up the festival. Now, all of that has been a loss. Can that be recovered in any way? Could you have in any way circumvented the losses of that by going the virtual route or online platform?
1: You know, there's nothing to substitute for life. I, I don't think that there's anything that we could ever do in the online space that could replicate, as you say, the, the vibe in the town, the standing in queues, waiting to go into shows seeing people that you saw at previous performances and chatting about what mm. you've seen, uh, sitting and having a cup of coffee and looking <clears> at your program and deciding what you're going to do. No. Um, and we were very clear that we couldn't just take the what we had planned for the live festival and put it online because yeah, that would be very flat. It would be very one-dimensional. So we, we really worked quite closely with our artistic community to think about work that could be translated into, into the online space. But there is no, no, no substitute for live audiences. There's no substitute for the experience of sitting inside the theater and, and enjoying the space. But equally legally, there was no way that we could have a festival this year. Uh, we started planning in, in lockdown level five, which was the most extreme form of lockdown. And as we progressed to level four and level three, so things became a, a little bit easier. We were able to actually put on um, live work that was then pre-recorded for the festival. That's how a lot of the jazz uh took place. And of course, productions um, like Swan Song and Mamela um, was amazing pest control in the same way. But the, the reality is, is that, by law, we could not actually host a physical festival in Macau this year at all. So we didn't really have a choice but making a completely new plan. And, and it was an, an extraordinary adventure. And uh, <laughs> I think the festival team learned an extraordinary amount. I think the artistic community has, mm-hmm. has created a new space for itself to experiment and explore. And we, we as the festival are there to support artists in whichever way we can uh, to showcase their work. So, yeah, it's it's been an extraordinary thing to talk to
0: I understand this was a baptism of fire because you only assumed the position of CEO some months ago. So this was to be your first National Arts Festival, quite unlike what you had always known it to be and what you had anticipated it would be when you assumed the role, what we actually got
1: absolutely we when i joined in january we were planning for a live festival uh we stopped planning for a live festival in march and started planning for um the online festival with around a hundred days to go so it's been yeah, an incredibly pressure oh. uh, it's been uh, an extraordinary experience for myself and of course Sito, our, our artistic director also started in January, so her world also exploded where, you know, mm. her, her plans to produce a live festival really completely changed, um, and she also had to do some fancy footwork to actually put together the amazing program that, that is and, and was the, the virtual festival for 2020.
0: The virtual festival, obviously, was not nearly going to be as lucrative as the festival proper, Mm-hmm. Now, the terrible loss of income for all of those persons who rely on the festival is an obvious loss. Mm-hmm. What are the losses? I mean, things that you said earlier on you have now learned and probably will not be repeating. What can you confirm would be those things that, well, it took the festival for you to know, and thus you know you will not be repeating or going that route again? Well, I
1: think one of the really interesting lessons is that the online audience is completely different from from the live audience. And of course, it's an audience that we we met for the first time this year and under extraordinary circumstances. Everybody across the world is living a completely different life to what they did three months, six months ago. People are working from home, uh, people are homeschooling. There's a lot more pressure economically on People than they were a month, two months, three months ago. Folks that had successful small enterprises or restaurants in, in February don't have those businesses anymore. And so mm. our entire context has changed completely. And in terms of the live festival, one of the real losses it has has been right from the start. We we were aware that we could never replace. The extraordinary impact that the live festival has on hospitality and related industries in Makanda and, of course, Eastern the Eastern Cape. The live festival would bring in anywhere between 80 and 90 million rounds directly into the city of Makanda. And there's no way that an online festival could replicate that. And we also were very unsure as to you know, what possible audiences would, would be out there. And I think there's still a lot of thinking work and, and learning work and experimentation that we need to do in the context of is the online space a, a revenue generating space for the arts. And, and that's something that there's been a lot of conversations and, and webinars and, and different models being fired as we all kind of imagine a world where we've made such enormous technological advances in the last couple of weeks and months that online is probably going to be with us forever now. Uh, but is it is it a space that we in the arts, in the professional arts, can can really use as a as a future revenue stream for our organisations, our businesses, and of course for, for artists. So, sure. Final yeah, so
0: question. Again, yeah. This is this is one from our producer. She says one nice question for the guest to what do you owe the extension of the virtual festival?
1: Well, to requests, certainly. Um, folks saying to us, oh, there's been so much work and we, we just haven't had time. Um, the, the sense that we we really wanted to make sure that as many people as possible had the chance to experience as much work on the festival as, as possible. And, uh, of course, the possibilities of work being picked up uh, by other festivals across the world, and we, we, we have some, some hopeful news uh, from a couple of, of productions on, on that front. But also, one of the very interesting things that we did learn is that for a time-bound product to be on the internet, that's something that we, we needed to think about a lot. So we, we put in place a framework that we think we thought would work for audiences, but actually Audiences to consume um, our our program and to have enough time to see everything that we had on offer, they needed more time, and and that's what the extension to the thirty first of July has has made provision for.
0: Like me, many who are listening will take the time to visit the National Arts Festival, not in Grahamstown, right where you are, because it's all virtual. Thank you so much then, CEO of the National Arts Festival, her first ever, and what a baptism of fire it was. Monica Newton, thanks for your time.
1: Thank you so much.
0: It's time for news as well. It's 21 hours. My brother, Greg Close, are you well? Are you strong? Good evening.